Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you wanna mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you wanna jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Hey everybody, this is Matt from Cincy Jungle. Today we are going to continue our position by position preview of the Bengals for the 2020 season. And today we are talking about wide receivers. Now this is an interesting position because last year the Bengals had some struggles here. They had A.J. Green go down first day of camp. They had John Ross go out with some injuries. And the group got pretty thin pretty fast. They had trouble getting guys open. Now, a year later, we have high hopes about A.J. Green. We have high hopes about John Ross, right? Hoping those guys can stay healthy and be productive. And we've got T. Higgins, second-round draft pick coming in as well. So, all of a sudden, you add those guys in with Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate, and some of the young guys that were getting some playing time last year, this could be the Bengals' best position. We're going to start off talking about A.J. Green. A.J. Green is a stud, all right? People forgot about A.J. Green so fast and forgot he was one of the best receivers in the league. He hasn't been healthy, hasn't played a full season since 2017. That year, he was a 1,000-yard receiver. He's an incredible Contested catch receiver. He can go up, get the ball. He can out-jump just about anybody in the defense. I mean, this guy makes some serious plays. And this is a great guy that, man, Joe Burrow coming in here, seeing this guy, knowing what he was. Joe Burrow is definitely excited about throwing to A.J. Green. He is a stud, all right? And he's a great fit for Burrow for what he does because Burrow loves throwing those back shoulders. A.J. is a physical, big physical receiver who can go up and make plays on those balls. And he's really smart, right? Because for those back shoulder fades to work, you got to be on the same page with the receiver. He's got to see the game the same way Burrow does. AJ just turned 32. He's not too old, all right? We have a tendency that, man, when somebody hits 30, we're like, ah, well, he's done. we got to draft their replacement. Look, he's, he can have some good years. If he can stay healthy, he said something about wanting to play like three more years and, and retire as a Bengal. I'm great with that. Because I think he's got three, you know, three more good years in him. Can AJ have a resurgence and have a great second act? I think he can. I really do. The next guy we'll talk about is Tyler Boyd. Boyd has quietly become one of the league's best receivers. Nobody's talking about it because the Bengals haven't been winning. All right. But once they put together some wins, this guy is going to be a national name. And I talk about Green being a great fit for Burrow. Boyd might be a better fit, right? They're, you know, they're fits in a different way because Boyd is a great slot receiver, excellent routes, makes plays over the middle. He can go deep too. I mean, he does a lot of the same stuff that Justin Jefferson was asked to do in the LSU offense. And Justin Jefferson was a favorite target of Joe Burrow in college. Boyd also has established himself as a leader on this team. Now you watch the way at the end of that Dolphins game, the way he fought through when he was cramping and he got up, got the last scrimmage so they could uh, spike the ball so that game wouldn't end. I mean, like the way you see him fight like that. People talk about, you know, bust for Burrow or tanking. Those guys weren't tanking, and that guy certainly wasn't tanking. He wanted to win that game, all right? And those are the guys you need. Those are the leaders that, that you need in the field. He also defends his teammates, right? Like, man, anybody says a negative word about the Bengals, Tyler Boyd's the first one on Twitter. 
right? Saying uh, you don't know what you're talking about. Now into that third slot, we've got John Ross, elite speed, but he's not just elite speed, right? He's not just that record-breaking 40 at the combine. He can get open in small places, as he showed with the success he's had as a receiver in the red zone, despite not being the red zone receiver type of build, right? He can get open. He can track the ball. He can go up for the ball again. But, you know, despite the fact that he's not a big guy, he can go up and make plays in the ball. He has concentration drops, right? So drops and injuries, those are the big concerns with him. But, man, he can be a major threat. He is the type of guy he is feared in this league. Make no mistake about it, all right? He is feared. Defensive coordinators know when he's on the field. They can't play the same way they were going to play with him out the field. Because if there's anything that keeps a defensive coordinator up at night, it's a guy that can score from anywhere on the field. And that brings us to T. Higgins. The Bengals drafted T. Higgins with the 33rd overall selection this year. They were surprised he was there. They saw him as a first-round talent. A lot of people saw him as a first-round talent. But he had some bad testing numbers, which in a deep receiving class pushed him down. And the Bengals were, were happy that he was there. He is a guy who models his game on A.J. Green and will be wearing Chad Johnson's number. That's a pretty exciting combination, right? He's got ball skills. He can go up and make plays you know, great with contested catches, high points the ball, makes catches over the middle, can take the hit. This guy is a straight-up dude. Like There were times when he was turning around and backpedaling and then just jumping up and out, jumping the defense, making plays on these balls in college. Like, that's, that's like kids out playing 500, and one of them is just way better than everybody else. You know what I mean? So ridiculous stuff that this guy, great fit for, for Burrow, great guy for, for Burrow to build a rapport with. Receiver can really be a hard position for guys to contribute right away. And, you know, initially he's going to be behind Ross. He might be behind Tate. You know, but if he can learn fast, he might be able to get on the field, especially if Ross does have some injuries. If Ross goes out for a couple of weeks and that opens up an opportunity for him, he might be able to take advantage of it. So it'll be exciting to see how that moves forward, how that works. Now, the next guy we'll talk about is a fan favorite, Auden Tate. Big dude, massive catch radius. Uh, I mean, you talk about contested catches, like this guy can seriously go up and pluck the ball out of the air. Make some ridiculous circus catches out there. Again, Burrow is a great guy for all these contested catch receivers that the Bengals have. Uh, so it's going to be exciting to see Tate out there. You know, can he be one of the main guys? I'm not sure. But I think he can be a contributor. He can be kind of on, on the fringe as that, like, fourth guy for the Bengals. All right, and that brings us to Alex Erickson. A longtime Bengal, but he could be getting pushed out by all this young talent this year. Special teams might be able to save him, though. Trusted punt returner. They gave Darius Phillips a chance returning punts a little bit last year. If they feel comfortable with Phillips, that might, you know, that might be trouble for, for Erickson being able to hold on to a roster spot. He's had chances to come in on offense and contribute, even though he's always starts a little deep on the depth chart. He's had chances. He's never really stepped up and established himself. And at a certain point, you just got to try out the young guys. All right. And they've got a number of young guys. So let's talk about the 2019 rookies. They had a number of undrafted free agents from 2019 on the roster currently. Two guys they picked up right away were Stanley Morgan Jr. and Damian Willis. Stanley Morgan Jr. was a surprising UDFA. I think a lot of people expected him to go in the mid-rounds, but he was still there. Super talented guy. Great route runner. Uh, you know, I like him in the slot, but he can play on the outside as well. He's tough over the middle. All right, Can make some tough catches. Can break some tackles. Um, 
And he was an excellent special teamer. So that's why I think he's got a great chance of getting one of these deeper slots on the depth chart is because he contributed in a big way last year on special teams, particularly on the punt team. Uh, he was an incredible gunner on the on the punt team. Damian Willis was a guy who actually started at the beginning of last year for the Bengals as an undrafted free agent, uh, but then kind of fizzled off, and you didn't you didn't see much of him uh, as the season went along. Excellent contested catch, guys. We talked about that could be a really good fit with the Bengals and, and Joe Burrow. Uh, Trenton Irwin, the Bengals picked him up late towards the season. Initially, he was signed by the my, by the Miami Dolphins. Really good blocker when he did get in there. Uh, play, played in one game, uh, but was able to contribute in that way. And the Bengals put a lot more value on that than I think other teams do. So that could be something that helps him squeak out a spot, or at least gets him, you know, I mean, invites the practice squad. Uh, he could be a guy that's sticking around. Uh, and then there's Demarcus Lodge, who is somebody that a lot of people in draft circles really like coming out as well. He originally signed as a UDFA with the Bucks, uh, ended the season on the Bengals practice squad. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what becomes of these guys and, and you know, where they, they fall into the line. But I really like the future with the Bengals, and I like the way things are panning out. We talk about the future. The future, Conan? A.J. Green and John Ross. Neither one has a contract in 2021. They're both going to have markets. They're both going to be expensive. They're not going to bring back both of those guys. Right, and I think if AJ Green is able to stay healthy, he's going to be the guy. Right, if AJ Green is healthy and protected this year, they'll give him an extension. They'll give him the extension he wants uh, if he if he can stay healthy. Now we look at the core three receivers that Joe Burrow will be starting his career with. We've got AJ Green, elite receiver. Right, entering the twilight of his career. All right, maybe he's on the back nine a little bit, but an elite receiver who can make some great catches, who can come down with the ball, and who's really smart. Tyler Boyd, second contract in his prime, all right, about to take off and about to establish himself as one of the league's top receivers. And then you got T. Higgins, rookie, just starting out, all right, same class there, there as Burrow. So you kind of got those guys staggered out really nicely, and probably about the time A.J. Green's looking to retire is about the time that T. Higgins will be looking for an extension. And then maybe they'll bring in another younger guy. So it's nice the way they have that staggered out. And I really like that core, that future that the Bengals have set up at the receiver position as they develop quarterback Joe Burrow. So that is it for our talk on receivers. Keep on coming back. We'll keep pumping these out. Go Bengals. Who did? Yeah, we coming for with sours. You hear the crowd. We coming for with sours.